0: Well, at the time of recording last night was Halloween. How was your Halloween? That was pretty good. Yeah, you got but, some little ones. You dressed them up and took them out, and
1: yeah, had a little bear. And my daughter went as a kind of werewolf. Right. <laughs> she's been she's been big into this show movie called uh, Zombies. Okay. But it's it's not what you think.
0: Is so that it's, that's the Disney Plus one?
1: Yeah, it's like High School Musical, yeah, but yeah. with zombies.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and this weird kind of segregation storyline because zombies are sentient and have emotions and intelligence.
0: <laughs> See, those are those are the best get or best gifts. Those are the best costumes because there's no like you're not just gonna go to Walmart and pick up a package, a pre-packaged costume for this character. So this is like, yeah, this well, is she, like trying to like craft like, one together.
1: Back in the fall and she, or sorry, back in the spring when she kind of started getting into this show, this movie, sorry, there's like four of them out now, three of them. Anyway, <laughs> she, uh, she got, she went over to her grandma's house and they sewed up like some, uh, like a fur vest and fur for her, like, uh, bracelets and anklets and a, f- a fake tail. and Oh, that's cool. And, and uh, little ears. <laughs> that's <laughs> and cool. So, yeah, she kind of wore all those. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I
1: got as close as possible to the, one of the w- werewolf characters.
0: Yeah. but See, that's yeah. fun, man. That's like, cool.
1: Yeah, she really, she did, she looked great. All she I did, did last night
0: was eat a lot of junk food. I watched a scary movie, and well, not really. It's not you know, it's like an eighties eighties horror slasher film. So it's not like it's not scary. It's more campy and cheesy than anything else.
1: Right. What scary um, movie did you watch?
0: It was Friday the Thirteenth Part uh, Six. Right. Okay. Freddy Lives or Jason Lives? I mean, would have been better if it was Freddy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've been watching through the the, the Friday the 13th movies, right. and, um, yeah, I mean, out of all the ones I've watched, like Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street, and Scream, and, you know, whatever, Child's Play, like, whatever else, I think, I think Friday the 13th is my least favorite. Mm. It's just... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not, just the, I'm not big
1: into the horror or slasher stuff. I like it yeah. if it's a little more campy or if it's a little more tongue-in-cheek. Um, I mean, tongue it's
0: just... Cheek. There's no... I think I think the drawback for me is there's never... None of the people he's murdering ever put up a fight. <laughs> they just right? keep like running he away. Always, or... Well, he always kills them. He always catches them off guard. So it's literally right. just... It's literally just 90 minutes of horny Jumpscares. teenagers taking their clothes off and then getting murdered. Hmm. And you know, and you can like the second and it becomes so predictable, like six films in like the second, the second you see a, a woman's nipples, you're like, Oh, well she's dead. <laughs> that's funny. She got naked. She's, yeah. she's, Oh, she's they're, having sex? That's they're having sex. And that's the the what yeah, they're having sex in the woods. That's what he's all about. Killing. They're, no, they're, I have no idea. I've
1: never seen any of them.
0: Yeah, no, uh, but
1: Emily and I watched, uh, on the, Saturday night, we watched a Halloween-ish movie. Right. We watched uh, Netflix's uh, Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. yeah. Was it good? It was actually, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It had some kind of campy moments, but it was, yeah, it was really like. Cool. It was a pretty cool zombie, or sorry, vampire slaying thing. Right near the very end, there was a few things that happened where I was like, what? Well I mean they kind of alluded to this a little bit in the lore, but I mean right. it would have been better if they set it up more. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, no, we did that, and then good. we
0: made we it made a, good. a big old bowl of uh of Halloween Canine. I don't know, would you party punch? Jungle party mix? jungle jungle juice, jungle punch. Oh. oh. Alcoholic? Yeah. Very. Oh. Very So I'm talking like, I'm talking like a bowl that you would put popcorn in, right? So not even like a full-sized party bowl or like a full-sized punch bowl. Um, and this thing had, this thing had orange juice, Sprite, which is like, you know, the foundation of any good like party punch, whatever. Um... About three quarters of a 1.14 liter vodka, so a lot of vodka. About half a 750 of of gin. Some grenadine. Was there rum in it? I don't remember. And then when like <clears throat> sliced up some, sliced up some some a grapefruit real nice. And had like the grapefruit slices kind of floating in it. Mm-hmm. Um, put an entire thing of green food coloring in it. This thing was like you guys just a couple drops. So it sounds like you pr- threw
1: this kitchen sink at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, a couple drops probably would have done it. But we, you know, it was like yeah. <laughs> and then and then I ripped open a bag of gummy worms and tossed the gummy worms in. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was just good too. Yeah, for I was no, we had uh, some her siblings. Oh yeah, a bit of a party over, Yeah, and uh, it was it was good. Brianne and I. So out of the four of us, um, neither Brianne or I threw up, and neither of us are nursing a hangover today. We can't say the same for the other two. <laughs> oh, it was a they rough went night. A overboard. <laughs> it was a rough night, but oh well. Uh, listen, hello, and welcome. To the Movie yes. Men podcast, the B team. Yeah, that's Carl, and I am. Uh, You're Brady, right? Yes, it was a late night, yes. and yeah, normally um,
1: I, I, you introduce yourself, but the yeah. and I introduce myself, but I think well, you, you, you scratch me my back three off there.
0: You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, there we go. You know, um, and welcome to our weekly news show. Every week, there are so 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 many things that happen in the world of movies and movie news and and show news and all that jazz. And we take this past a, week was no different. <laughs> it was no different. We took a handful of things that interest us, um, and decided to talk about them. And I feel like that's an important disclaimer because, you know. As I've said, I think it was last week, I said, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. There's a <laughs> lot of things happening. So-and-so and so-and-so broke up. Okay, great. <laughs> We're not going to talk about breakups or babies. Yeah, we don't or- care. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, maybe we will if it's like a, you know. I feel like we would talk. If, if Emily Blunt and John Krasinski split, I feel like we would talk about that.
1: Uh well I mean you it's might I, I still wouldn't
0: care. My response no. would be eh,
1: okay, Yeah, okay, whatever.
0: Sh- shit happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it happens yeah. more often in Hollywood it seems like whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh without further ado, um Item let's pop one, into please. it. There is a new Star Wars film coming. Is there? There is. <laughs> Which No, 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 and this is like this this seems at this point this is a little bit more <laughs> We got some stuff to go on here. Um, and this is exciting because Star Wars has kind of felt like, not like in a weird limbo, but like, I don't know, personally for a while now, I've been thinking like, where where are we at with Star Wars? What is happening?
1: Well, in terms because of the cinema, we have, it seems we like have Yeah, we,
0: so we have Mandalorian. <laughs> and we have book of bone before and we have andor now but and some people are going to disagree with this and that's fine you can disagree all you want these are those are like some great tv series right star wars is a film franchise it is a cinematic franchise at its core at its heart the main installments in star wars are always going to be their movie theater experiences. Because there's nothing like sitting down in a theater to watch the new Star Wars film, which is an experience, you know, I love watching Andor week to week, but it's not like an event. It's not a spectacle. It's not this big. I don't sit down and get goosebumps as the logo comes up across the screen, right? So... I'm excited because, and we, we literally, we have very little details, very little details, uh, but it does seem like a Star Wars film is coming, which excites me. But how do you feel about this, sir?
1: Uh, so I, I think I agree and I disagree with you about your statement about like Star Wars being a cinematic experience primarily in the same way that Marvel is primarily a cinematic experience, but they mm-hmm. still have a lot of other properties, right? Like, yeah. but there's it's still lots more of exciting other to go books see and TV, TV shows, even without the MCU TV shows. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah, I I agree. Like, the best experience are the movies. With with the caveat that the prequel trilogy, Disney trilogy, is crap. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that aside from that, yeah, like. The, the movies are, are the thing that people r- really want to see when they're done right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing I, I, I'm, I read an article somewhere and maybe this is news to you. You, maybe you didn't see this, but, uh, I read an article. Some guy was talking about that. He had an inside source that was telling the star Wars higher ups. I'm not sure who I assume Kathleen Kennedy or whoever to stop announcing uh, Star Wars movies yeah did you did you because read there's all been of today's a lot of Star Wars notes? movies since episode nine and all of them have either
0: been delayed or yep. canned did you did you read all of today's show notes because that is an upcoming topic
1: oh I'm sorry maybe that's where I read it <laughs> that's probably, probably where I read it
0: probably that's funny yeah. Uh, well, yeah but so I mean it but if we actually get a Star Wars film if it actually comes that's exciting. Because, yeah, like, yeah, there is. There's lots right. of other I Star Wars. I have very Wars. little
1: faith in Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of the cinematic
0: I stuff. Listen, I have I have very little faith in Kathleen Kennedy as a studio head. Uh, yeah. Prior to being a studio head, she was a producer. And not only, if you look at her producing credits, not only is it probably the most impressive producing credits of anyone you'll ever see. Um, but Steven Spielberg, arguably the greatest filmmaker of all time, has said that Kathleen Kennedy is the best producer of all time. Um, so as a producer, there's none like her. And I can see why they chose her. Like with with the the resume that she has, she did seem like potentially a very logical choice for, for, you know, running this star Wars thing. Um, but it turns out she's just not a studio head. That's not where her strengths are. So, but I, yeah, I am excited. Yeah. I, for me that the, the, the shows to me aren't actual, like, I don't look at Andor as the newest star Wars. I look at Andor, and Mandalorian, and all these other things as tie-ins, as a Star Wars tie-in series.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think to me, the Star Wars movies are all about the Skywalker lineage, and they, they should they should stay well, that way. In and my the Skywalker
0: saga is over now, though. So, like, no matter <laughs> but, which film we well, get that's moving just forward, just because of
1: bad writing, it shouldn't be over. But, <laughs> like, I agree, the, the, and I agree. <laughs> but I agree. But yeah, I, I would
0: I am agreeing with your statement
1: also. Like, yeah, the the TV shows, anything that's not a movie should be should be extra world building and lore it's building a around it's a side it's characters.
0: A, yeah. Yeah. So either way, hopefully it happens. I'm excited. Uh so moving on. You and I saw Black Adam last week. We talked about Black Adam last week. So if you <laughs> want to listen to that review, go a hunting, because it's It's there. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is not only a baller when it comes to drawing in... like, Like, dollar for dollar, there is no... Right now, there is no greater financial Hollywood draw than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. He may not be the best actor in Hollywood, but he is the biggest star in Hollywood and has been for several years. Now, if you have a movie and you want it to make money, regardless of whether it's a good movie or not, you get Dwayne, the rock Johnson and you put him in there and, and you, you know, people will come, people will come. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just the way it works. Um, Black Adam has now served as Dwayne, the rock Johnson's biggest Film opening of his career. Does this surprise you I, when you're, when we're talking uh, about things like it's black Adam and there was a lot of hype about it, but then since it's come out, there's also been not super great word of mouth. And I just feel like when you're, <clears throat> when you're comparing this to things like the Jumanji movies um, installments in the Fast and the Furious franchise, like all of these big Hollywood blockbuster franchises. Um, now, granted, so is the DCEU, um, but it just, I don't know. Something about this, It I, this being his highest grossing film, highest opening, biggest opening, it makes sense when I think about it but it's still hearing it surprised me. I was still like, "Oh."
1: I would say hearing it surprises me because it because of my viewing experience of Black Adam, <laughs> like and uh, what we talked about. You it's good, but it's not amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he's done better. Like he's definitely done better films before oh, sure. he really became like an A lister. Sure that, but yeah, he's now such a. I guess his name is such a big draw that even if the film's just just good, he, he he makes it make more money than it should.
0: And well, and you do have to wonder. And this isn't—it's is not a rabbit hole I want to go down. But you do have to wonder if we're talking about like there are maybe not like certainly not the majority of the audience. I guarantee you, there are people who paid money, their hard-earned cash, to go see Black Adam just because they wanted to see Henry Cavill as Superman. (laughs) I guarantee that. Because some people, like back in the day, we used to, you would, back in the day before the internet, you would go to a movie, you would pay to get into a movie, maybe not you or me, um, but it happened where people would pay to get into a movie and maybe they'd stay and watch the movie, but they really weren't there for the movie. They were there because the new Indiana Jones trailer was playing at the beginning oh, of it. Oh, yes. Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the only, yeah, that because was that was insane. the only way you could go see these trailers. Yeah. Right. And so yep. I, I don't, if considering that has happened, in our cinematic past, I don't think it's I don't think it's far stretched to say that some people, especially on a cheap night, you drop ten bucks to go see mm-hmm. a movie that eh, you don't really care about, but you're really just there for for Henry Cavill. Yeah, so there's, it'd be interesting to know the stats on that whether that significantly boosted those numbers for for the Rock or not.
1: There's an interesting I read an interesting article on Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam this week. And it was a speculative article, so they weren't—they didn't have any facts other than past um, roles he's played in the contracts therein. Um, yeah. So, are you familiar with his role in uh, Need? Uh, not Need for Speed. Um, Fast and the Furious. Furious franchise yeah. and the yeah. contract uh, contract st- uh, stuff that happened there with with
0: him, him and Vin and Diesel, with,
1: and Vin Diesel and Jason oh, Statham. Yeah. Oh, about yeah. their no no defeat clause in yep. fight scenes, their characters cannot be defeated in a fight. They either come to a draw or they win, yep. which is ridiculous when you've got the two people that have a no defeat clause meet on screen and start fighting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the article was pretty interesting saying it works for this movie because Black Adams, you know, the big bat, big 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 guy that shouldn't be defeated he's super powerful right but if he meets superman on screen in a fight <laughs> that I, that kind of starts yeah. to break down i mean when and it happens it and could be a problem moving forward if that's a clause exists in his contract with so, DC.
0: so here's the thing you are you are you familiar with the term jobbing
1: jobbing no
0: yeah So if you're if you sort of job a character, so jobbing a character would be if say you had, uh, well, so they they did this in the CW, in the CW Supergirl show, right? So in the CW Supergirl show, Supergirl Kara Zor L is your. Your main character, right? She's yep. the one that you, she's the one that you want to make seem powerful and awesome, and because she's your main character. Um, so when in the seasons or the episodes where they had uh, her cousin Clark show up as Superman, uh, he wasn't really the Superman that we know. Like he he kind of he kind of needed. Supergirl to save him a bunch and pull him out of sticky situations and they he he was jobbing. They jobbed him. So basically he was there. They took a character and they put a character in there for the simple purpose of making your main character or another character seem uh, better right. or more powerful. Yep. And, and this is like, this example is the perfect example because we're talking about Superman. You don't job Superman. No. (laughs) You just don't. Yeah. Right? You can do that with some characters. Sure, you throw villains in, you throw in weaker side, you know, Captain Quilt or what? you know, but you don't, the Condiment King, you don't job Superman. Yeah. So like in Black Adam, they essentially took
1: Dr. Fate and Hawkman and they jobbed them against. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, if they're, when we see our Superman Black Adam face off. There is only one right way for that fight to end. Yeah. And it's not in a draw. Mm-hmm. Superman has to kick Black Adam's ass. Maybe yeah. with, with, with a, the with caveat of Superman struggle. at
1: some point getting his butt kicked. But the oh, end yeah, result with, is with superman great place. struggle because, and, and how am I going to do reason, this? And, yeah, and this is the reason the article is saying this could be a problem is because it makes a character less interesting when they're undefeatable when every right. when every adversity they come against they have no problem overcoming yeah you end up with a, a ray palpatine
0: <laughs> well it's, it's it's like it's like it's 2006 and you're playing grand theft auto 3 with cheat yeah. codes on it's boring right you can't die you've, no got bullets, you've got unlimited you've got unlimited money yeah yeah it, it and and makes for sure, a it's script. fun for a bit but then you're like well there's no stakes here like this is yeah. just yeah, um, but either way, that's I mean, congratulations to The Rock. I yeah, you know, that's it's cool. n- it's I would say it's good news for DCU. I, I yeah, I would say it's well deserved, not because of the quality of Black Adam specifically, but it's it's well deserved because of the career, like it just because of I've you know, The Rock has has paid his dues. Like he's mm-hmm. he's done the work to get to where he is. Um, oh yeah! And so yeah, that's exciting. Moving on, something that you uh, not so to. subtly <laughs> alluded to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, for those thing. of you don't know, um, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, Bob Chapek is the head moron over at Disney. Um, it used to be Bob Iger, Iger and Bob Papa Iger is, if, if we could find, forget freezing Walt Disney, we need to freeze Bob Iger and let Bob Iger... Bob Iger ran Disney through Disney's most profitable... He was there for the acquisition of Fox. He was there for the acquisition of Star Wars. He was there for the acquisition of Marvel. He was there through, like, the glory years of Star Wars prior to that. And the man is just a genius. He was the nicest guy. And he trusted his studio heads to do their jobs and Mm -hmm. be studio heads. He wasn't, he didn't micromanage people anyways, Bob Iger retired, um, a well-deserved retirement. And Bob Chapek, who prior to being the head idiot over at Disney was in charge of the parks division. So they took the guy responsible for making sure people have fun when they visit Disney World and said, you're in charge of everything. Now, I digress because that's neither here nor there. All you need to know is that Bob Chapek, um, the wonderfully micromanaging PR bumbling Bob Chapek, uh, is the head cheese over at the Mouse House.
1: hmm
0: Now, Kathleen Kennedy, as we were talking before, is the head cheese at... Head cheese? That's gross. That's like something you make with cow brains, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the big cheese, the big cheese over at Star Wars is Kathleen Kennedy. Um, she was assigned when the acquisition happened. Uh, obviously, you know... George Lucas is not running the show, and so you need someone else. And so Kathleen Kennedy um, is the one behind the Disney era of Star Wars. Now, under Kathleen Kennedy's command, they've put out some crap. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they've also put out Rogue One. They put out The Mandalorian. They've put out Andor. They put out Solo, which was not a film that we needed or asked for, but still turned out to be a pretty damn good film.
1: It was all right.
0: So she's done a lot of... There's been a lot of crap, but there's also been some pretty major wins. Yeah. Come out Uh,
1: of... I think you can take some credit away from her on some of the TV wins, though, because Dave Filoni is more kind of geared in charge of that stuff. And
0: yeah, I mean, she's still overseeing it though. Like Dave Filoni still yeah, answers to I, Kathleen I, Kennedy.
1: Yeah. But I don't think she, I don't think she's, she can, she's put, be able to push him around as much as she, she does with maybe the directors on some of those other shows.
0: Uh, that done as yeah. Well. It's hard to say. Um. So anyways, in the time that we've had, Star Wars under Disney, we've had a number, a number of films announced. Um, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie, which they say is still happening, but has been evidently backburnered. Yeah. Delayed. Uh, Ryan Johnson is very, and so is Star Wars, is very insistent that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still happening oh god i hope not where 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 is it no see i would be okay with it no, as long as it's no. a trilogy of one person's vision no, and no. not why i don't why? trust him after but, but, you know you've you
1: uh, we i don't i would not trust him to to make something for star wars
0: well after i'd be i well, after what way. ryan johnson did with Knives Out and, and the incredible franchise that he's turning that into. I'm, yeah, I, I trust the guy. I think there that's was fine. just a lot of... That's Give him
1: Knives like, Out. Don't let him near Star Wars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so apparently that's still happening. We don't see it. Um, it was announced forever ago that there's a, a Takeaway TD Star Wars movie. We haven't really heard anything about that in a while. It seems like projects just keep getting announced. And then years pass, and we hear nothing. There's just crickets over at Star Wars. And it's gotten so bad that Bob Chapek and the execs at Disney have reached out to Kathleen Kennedy and the execs at Star Wars and said, hey, stop announcing movies. You look stupid. You're making <laughs> us look stupid. Yeah. Unless you are in production And ready to... Like, you know that this is how... You have your director hired. You have your writers hired. You've got your casting. You've got a script. You're like this thing. Well, you don't even need to have a script. But the writing needs to be in the process. You need to have... The casting process needs to have begun. You need to be well into pre-production before you announce stuff. Because right now, it seems like you're just... Oh, I've got an idea. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's announce that tomorrow. (laughs) Let's tell everyone about this great idea tomorrow. And so then they do. And then one thing leads to another, and the film doesn't get made, as happens with many ideas. And the fans are left here sitting going, "Oh, weren't there like seven Star Wars films that were what's going on here um, so I think this is a bold move but I also think it's the right move and it's super oh, yeah. super necessary Carl what are your thoughts on this
1: yeah D- don't don't start a harp don't start a hype train that's going nowhere unless it's actually gonna leave the station <laughs> why announce anything
0: yeah like you're a parent right and uh, last time I checked what would? What would the fallout be on you if you teased and suggested and made it seem very apparent that after dinner, we're going to go for a bike ride and get ice cream? And then after dinner comes and you're like, eh, I don't know, it was just a thought I had, but I opened my mouth and told you about it anyways to your children (laughs) And, and then decided you weren't going to do it. How popular would you be in your house? Do you
1: know how much my child loves ice cream?
0: <laughs> right?
1: See? I would I would never hear the end of that.
0: No, you'd be you'd be crucified over this. So, yeah. yeah, I I yeah, 100%, I think you you put it perfectly. Don't start a hype train that isn't going anywhere. If you're not going to put fuel into that hype train and and turn it into something, then uh yeah. then stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. We're sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hype trains, Christmas is coming. I like Christmas. Yeah, we're November now. Which mm-hmm. you, you got to be careful. You yeah, got to be careful cuz American Day Thanksgiving. Has, well, Remembrance Day hasn't happened. <laughs> Remembrance Day. And people yeah. get really upset. But the radio stations don't seem to care cuz they play music anyways. N- neither do Walmart the stores. Yeah, Walmart <laughs> doesn't care cuz all their shit's been out since June and yeah. So, but, um, and along with Christmas comes the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Our second Mm -hmm. special presentation that we've gotten from Disney following Werewolf by Night. Um, yeah. And not only is it coming, but we got a trailer. A trailer that shows the Guardians, um kind of banding together you know peter's upset peter's an earthling and peter's you know it's christmas time he's always a little blue being away from home and all this stuff which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because peter hasn't actually lived on earth since he was a small boy and that didn't seem like a super happy time for him either my
1: takeaway from from it was that he wasn't blue because it's christmas he's he, he normally enjoys christmas and this time, for some reason, he is blue, and the Guardians don't know why. Well, he he's blue
0: because Gamora, he, you know. Yeah, well, he that's, that's going to that, be the assumption. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the Guardians the decide that they're going to cheer him up, and they're going to go to Earth. And they're going to find some Earth-esque things to remind him from home and, and see if they can't uh, turn his Christmas around for him. Not and just Earth-esque things, yeah, well, Kevin so then bacon esque. Yeah, things. so then they're like, well, you know, let's uh, favoriteest thing. What's the best thing we can get for him? Because Star Lord really likes Footloose. He talks about Footloose. Yeah, uh, and so let's get Kevin Bacon. And so yeah. the the trailer shows breaking into Kevin Bacon's, like breaking through Kevin Bacon's wall. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and be <laughs> kidnapping him or attempting to kidnap him. Listen, this trailer. I, this is something that has been on my radar, not in a negative way, but in a, I just, I've been like, oh, okay. So like a holiday special, when are holiday specials ever great, right? Maybe they're good, but it's not going to be great. This is not going to be like a real standout MCU thing. Um, And then I sat down and I watched the trailer. And I think just a combination of seeing... Mantis and Rocket and Drax on Earth in Times Square. Like yeah. interacting with, with locations with yeah. that we're not used to seeing them, like non cosmic locations. Um and then the whole Kevin Bacon thing, which at first I was like, What? This is like oh that's kind of funny. And then I I viscerally laughed out loud. Yeah. When the it's, you know, starring Star-Lord and starring Mantis and starring Drax and starring all these people and and introducing Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is amazing because it's so I mean, you don't need to introduce Kevin Bacon, but it's and then I stopped and thought about it and I was like, well, this is like that's this is bigger than just a joke because you can now never have you can never have Kevin Bacon As a play character. a character in the MCU unless, because unless you he's voicing have, them or heavily make up. Well, yeah, because you have now established that Kevin Bacon is a character in the MCU. He's yeah. a he's a person. He exists in the MCU, yeah. right? Because if you think about it, Mark Ruffalo doesn't exist in the MCU, and yeah. that in the six one six world, right? Robert Downey Jr. doesn't exist. Like all these actors. Um, yeah. Don't exist, but Kevin Bacon does. And I, it's so funny. I'm so looking forward to this now. It's done, you know, the purpose of a trailer is to take your excitement level for a project and bump it up. And if that is the metric that we are measuring trailers by, this was a great trailer because yeah. it took my excitement level, which was arguably pretty, not, it wasn't like dreading it. I was always going to watch it, but I wasn't like... I didn't really care. I wasn't... It wasn't something that I was, you know... It
1: wasn't on my radar.
0: I didn't have my sights set on it by any means. (laughs) Um, And now, now I can't wait. Now I cannot wait. You saw the trailer, Carl. Uh, What did you think?
1: Well, yeah, it wasn't on my radar at all. I watched the trailer. It was fun. It was funny. It was... It got... Perked my... Perked my little... Nerd ears up! And go, Ooh, this looks like fun. And yeah, it's definitely on my something I'll watch for sure. Now, yeah. I mean, we're gonna probably end up watching it for this show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. reviewing it. But oh okay, yeah, I mean, like outside of it, I probably would have really been looking forward to it after this at this point too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, <laughs> it looks hilarious. Uh, I'm sure it will be if if the if werewolf by night is the stepping stone for for future specials quote unquote
0: yeah these little standalone it, projects
1: it then then it it's set in not a high i wouldn't say it's set like an impossible bar but it's set a pretty high high-ish bar but it's not unattainable and no. and yeah it, more specials like that look to be very promising, and this trailer kind of continues in that vein. That the Werewolf by Night trailer was very interesting. This one is very interesting. Yeah, well, I, I think it, uh, I got you know I got what I, I hopes for it.
0: You know what I think these special presentations open the door to. I think they're the perfect answer to. Hey, look, we've got a a a bunch of characters that uh, aren't big enough to do a movie around. They're not really big enough to do, to give a series to. Um, we don't really have a big story to tell with them, but we think it would just be fun to throw them, you know, it, it won't cost us very much to throw this up on the screen for the fans Um, and, and tell a a quick hour, hour and a half long story, uh, about, about this character. And I think that these special presentations are the answer to, to that query.
1: Yeah. Agreed. It's, um, it, we haven't done it yet, but we're going to be reviewing the, this Jedi tales, the new yeah. Star Wars Jedi tales. And these specials have the opportunity to be similar to the, to that yeah. show. Where yeah, it's just, just a quick little story, little quick story. It, it's got nothing really to do with the main storyline or anything, but it's just yeah. like, here's a little fun story about uh, this character who, about like someone like uh, say Darcy from yeah. WandaVision and from yeah. Thor. Yeah. Right? Give her a story. Well, yeah. Like why not? she's a funny character
0: the uh there's there's some meat on the bone
1: there that you could chew on her running into other superheroes um they're also kind of like um, another great kind of parallel to what these specials could be like are those there's the um i forget i don't know what their official name was but um the colson minis
0: oh the one-shots
1: yeah, they're like Colson en route to check out the hammer and Colson. Yeah. You know, like those were like little five minute uh, shorts, but like those would have been just as fun if you drew them out to an hour long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and yeah, this, that's exactly what, what they can start to do now with yeah. this, this type of thing. So, okay. Well, so speaking about James Gunn. James, James Gunn Hugh? being the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Yeah. Um, listen, so something... You and I have talked about the DCEU um, quite a bit lately. Yep. And specifically talked about what's working over there, what isn't working over there. Um, and well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because... Uh, well... It's interesting because if you re, if for me, like the MCU puts out a lot more content than the DCEU for sure. But I think ratio wise, like if you were to stop and look at what Marvel's done, you know, the last four projects, five projects from Marvel, and you look at the last four or five projects from dce the from not necessarily the dceu but dc under warner brothers uh i think warner brothers is actually doing a better job right now i think dc is actually doing a better job we have the batman which you haven't seen yet um then you've got things like joker suicide squad the peacemaker series which was like huge, huge it was a huge tv show Ratings wise, Uh, Doom Patrol, like there's been some some duds for sure, and Marvel's had a lot more wins. But as you know, Marvel is like vomiting out content. Anyways, one of the things that we've been talking about is the leadership and the writing and stuff like that over at Warner Brothers at DC, and for the longest time, these DC films. We're coming out strictly under Warner Brothers. See, over at Disney, you have Disney, which is like the parent company, and they have Disney Studios and Animation Studios and Star Wars is a studio and, and Pixar yeah. is a studio and so on and so forth. Um, and Marvel is a studio with a studio head. The, the, his, Somebody his,
1: overseeing everything.
0: His Royal Majesty Kevin Feige. For the longest time, DC wasn't its own studio. They were just releasing DC property films under Warner Brothers. Well, that's changed recently. I mean, there's been a lot of changes over at Warner Brothers. There was an acquisition. There was um, some new, there was some firings. There was new people in charge taking over, so on and so forth. Um, And I think that some of that, I think... I'm so excited about the trajectory that Warner brothers as a company is on right now. Um, and, and that's, yeah, I can't wait for what's coming, but one of the things they did was make DC its own studio. Well, what does every studio need? Ice cream. A studio head. Oh yeah. So the question, the question became for a while now, who is going to be, DC's Kevin Feige. Who do you put in charge that can oversee the story as a whole?
1: Dwayne Johnson.
0: Isn't necessarily making these films, isn't directing them himself, but is in a position where he's making sure that, that the vision forward is clear and that none of the movies are contradicting each other. They're not killing off people that we have plans for. And, and just sort of being the, the figure of the studio.
1: Yeah, giving a clear focus to the future.
0: Yeah. Well, I would tell you that DC has hired a studio head. But that wouldn't be 100% true. Because DC is hired too. We have Peter Safran who is the one of the producers behind my favorite horror genre or genre franchise in the conjuring series. And you have one James Gunn. So James Gunn is obviously busy right now wrapping up Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, but as of today, November 1st, that's when this this everything gets set in stone. And they take over and start sitting in their big chairs over at, at Warner Brothers. So as of today, November 1st, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now the studio heads at DC. This is incredible news. It's so exciting. James Gunn is a, a oh, it sounds cliche to say visionary. Uh, but he is. I mean, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, you look at his newest Suicide Squad film, which did horribly at the box office, but I thought was an amazing movie. I had so much fun with Suicide Squad. Um, I, think this is, I think this is a fantastic move. I think this makes all kinds of sense. The studio needs direction. It needs leadership. It needs someone there to... To to be able to handle things like the Ezra Miller situation, and to be able to to say, okay, let's no, we're not making that movie. Yes, we're making this movie. No, that's not what we're having our characters do. Let's let's steer this ship in one kind of coherent direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think James Gunn is an excellent choice. Carl, you heard about this. What are your yep. thoughts?
1: I I think it's a good. Good to see. I mean, having uh, one kind of clear vision from the top down and kind of this yep. capacity is obviously important, as we can see from the MCU uh, and the prior DC compared to the prior DC franchise that you've mentioned, which isn't cohesive where the Marvel movies are very kind of tied together and cohesive. I think I think it's a great idea. My one, and I don't, I don't know much that much about how this would work, but I feel like maybe having two top dogs might cause some friction or some problems. I guess I mean, it depends on how they divide duties and how they make those decisions. And
0: yeah, it's not it all impossible depends. for
1: people to work together, but at yeah, the same time, it all time, depends on what their dynamics If they is. have clashing vision about what they want to do with a certain character or a certain storyline, you, you could have some problems.
0: Yeah, it, it, it depends on their chemistry, right? Like you have, like, yeah. look at, you know, you, you would go, you look at the, one of the biggest films ever made in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Two directors. That had two directors, yeah, and yes, they're brothers, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You have two brothers, you know that just because your brothers doesn't mean you agree and you see eye to eye on stuff. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard. I'm, to say. You know, I'm not
1: saying it won't work or it can't work. I, I'm just yeah. saying there you create more um, opportunity for problems.
0: Sure. Yeah, one uh, person wants by, to do something. By having two, two people
1: making decisions.
0: You can't veto the other guy. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, uh, it's not like depending on how they work together and how they make decisions. This could be v- just as beneficial as it could be detrimental.
0: Yeah, yeah. but
1: yeah, but I mean, you, you, even with one person at the top, you could still end up like Marvel could have been a complete mess if Kevin Feige decided to make different decisions so oh for sure you know
0: yeah it goes both ways it goes both ways but I don't Um, I don't
1: overall I don't see it as a negative
0: moving on to a piece of movie news that Pete is going to be sad he wasn't here for Pete and I have talked at nauseum about our love for a little franchise called National Treasure Uh a franchise that we have long, long, long been waiting for a third installment of. Mm-hmm. And every so often, there's rumors that someone does an interview, and, and a director or Nicolas Cage says, Yeah, they're working on the script. Disney's not quite happy with it yet. They're doing some, some rewrites, you know, blah, 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 and nothing. Nothing, nothing has ever come. And that's especially disappointing because the second one ends with such a cliffhanger. Like, the second yes. one just sets this up for, you know, the president says to Nicolas Cage, did you get a chance to take a look at uh, that that page I asked you to from the president's secret book? And Nicolas Cage says, actually, yes, I, I, did, I did look at it. And um, the president says, and, and... Ben Gates says, like Nicholas Cage says, very interesting. Uh, and then they kind of like walk off together and they start chatting about it. And you're like, Ooh. like <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> uh, and we've never gotten that, but we are getting a, a National Treasure show on Disney Plus coming out this Christmas. Uh, December 14th, it drops. Not starring... Nicholas Cage, not focused on Nicholas Cage's character, Ben Gates, but his his sidekick, Riley, is in this series. So that confirms to us, okay, this is in the same continuity. It's the same universe. um, and I've I said to Pete and maybe I've even said it here, i'm I fully acknowledge that this show deserves to be and should be its own thing but i really really hope that it's just building up towards a nick cage cameo in the in the the series season finale um and them announcing and setting up uh you know setting up national treasure 3 well something that gives a little bit of credibility to my wishful thinking is that there are reports that Nicolas Cage is in fact in talks for National Treasure 3. Now, there's a couple of things here to take into consideration. One is that these are reports. It's not confirmed. Two... It's also quite possible that if this is legitimate, that right now we think that he's in talks. Um, but really that means he signed a deal three months ago um, and they're working on whatever they need to do to get him ready to go shoot this or they're you know they've got the script going or whatever it is um, I I have said time and time again, I don't think, Do I mean this? I think I mean this. I don't think there is a film, especially now that I already know I'm getting Michael Keaton as Batman. I already got Toby and Andrew back as Spider-Man. Maybe with the exception of a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. I don't think there is a film that they could come out and announce tomorrow that would get me as excited that would make me as happy and giddy and hate the fact that I had to wait for it to come out than Nicolas Cage in a National Treasure 3. I just, if, I I want it so bad. What uh, about Titanic 2? The no, Rising? No, they already no. did that. <laughs> they did that in the 80s. They, they raised it up. <laughs> yeah, there's like, it's a different, it's not the same continuity. It no. came out even before James Cameron's, but... Yeah. Um so what are your thoughts on this? You you saw this that that Nicolas Cage might be in talks to return to arguably one of his most beloved characters and and roles um certainly among our generation. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so what are your thoughts? Is this something I you like want? I like
1: Nicolas Cage. I like National Treasure. I think I, I think it'll be yeah. If uh Man, I, I feel like, especially these days, with a lot of these kind of reboots and uh, returning to franchises Legacy years down sequels. the line, and some of them being good, and some of them not being good, it's kind of like you always got to throw that caveat. Like, I hope it's good. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how, but how could it not man? Be? I I love me some some Nick Cage, man. So sign me up. It just I'm, Doesn't I'm it board. feel
0: like th- this is this is a film that we need right now? We need just a good, like the world needs a good treasure hunting, action adventure, history lesson, <laughs> funny, romantic, adventurous film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We
1: don't, we don't get like those are
0: because
1: we these came out around the same time or not too long after the the mummy movies. Did they not? Uh,
0: a little bit after, which but were, yeah, not long after. Which kind of had after. a
1: similar kind of feel, you know, like that. Yeah. Treasure hunting action. Yeah. Yeah. Man,
0: it's so I mean. good, man. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, moving on to our second last topic. Are you ready? Bring it. You ready for this? Um, sticking good. with the MCU. So, uh, WandaVision, which to date, I think is the best MCU show we've gotten. WandaVision was so damn good. Um, at the end of, and I'm going to spoil WandaVision for you because it's, you've had. What two years now to watch it? So if you haven't, I, you know, um, Vision, who died in Endgame and sort of kind of half comes back, not really, because Wanda's like projecting an imaginary version of him. Um, so we get to see Vision throughout, played by the wonderful Paul Bettany. Yep. Um, but the, the government division sword. Uh, Is also in the process of, like, they've built Vision's body, but White Vision. They've they've remade him. They've remade him, but he's lacking the, you know. He's just he, He's not powers. a real boy. He's not a real wooden. He's just a wooden boy at this point. He's not. He doesn't have he's the not memories. Even a wooden
1: boy, he's a wooden puppet.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have the memories. He doesn't have the you know
1: the. the he's got the consciousness. He's got the of, self-aware AI, but he's he's pretty much just following orders. Yeah, he's what he's well, he's, he's
0: missing. He's missing whatever the combination of Jarvis and the Mind Stone gave the
1: soul he's he's lacking that heart and yeah. soul
0: yeah um anyways all that aside i thought for sure so one division ends with white vision kind of floating out off under the shot to go on a quest you could say yeah. to figure out you know, sense. who am i and you know what are my politics and, and <laughs> do i like sushi like you know just answer the questions that need to be answered um am i, I the ship of theseus <laughs> Yeah, a lot of pe- <laughs> a lot of people thought, myself included, and I think rightfully so, that we may have seen Vision show up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Given so the story being- what? He showed up he didn't what? No, I'm saying uh, we thought that well, we he thought might he would show, up. show up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um no he did he definitely didn't show up. Um, but that was a theory, and, and I think rightfully so. It was a pretty fair, safe thing to assume that Vision was probably going to show up at some point. It's about Wanda and her kids and, like, all this stuff, and and what was the other thing that she's like, you know, aside from her kids, what has she been the most bent out of shape, crazy, I'll do anything and burn the whole world to the ground for? That would be Vision, right? Yeah. And so, uh, but we don't get him. He doesn't show up, not even a, in a post credit scene, that's fine. Because it has been announced that we are getting Vision Quest. Vision, Paul Bettany as White Vision, will be getting his own Disney Plus series. I believe coming out, at this point, it'll either be the end of 2023 or sometime in 2024. Um, These things take time. It's not like a, you know we're not star Wars here. We can't announce something and then deliver it the very next day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm excited. Listen, Paul Bettany is an incredible actor. I like him in, uh, yep. Everything I've seen him in. Um, he's in, what is he in? He's in the Da Vinci code. He's in firewall. Have you ever seen firewall? You would like firewall firewall, Harrison Ford, Paul Bettany, it's like a good old fat. It feels like like a Tom Clancy property almost. Yeah. Like it's got that, he's, you know.
1: He's in back way back. He was in a Knight's Tale. Yeah, in a Knight's Tale. Kind yeah, of one of his starting roles. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken.
0: So love him, love his voice, love his acting. Yeah, um, right. and I think it's time to give him. I I think this is good. I think you know, there's so much story left to tell with Vision, um, and. And I think that Paul Bettany is an actor who deserves to be at the center of his own project. Um, and so, yeah, Vision Quest. I mean, at this point, well, even I, the bad I, like, stuff that we get from Marvel, I'm always excited when I first hear about it. There's, there's nothing you could announce tomorrow and be like, oh, we're going to do such and such. And I'd be like what no i'm always like oh wow okay it's wow, it's kevin feige he must have some kind of plan mm. um and so that's how i feel about this i mean i well, i'm yeah. on board i think thoughts? i agree
1: with you in all aspects like it's it, and especially with vision visions um kind of story arc where his character's at this is the perfect opportunity to give him a standalone story let Uh, to give him something where he is the center of the story because he's, he's off on his own. He's, he's hunting. He's, he's on a kind of a self-fulfilling journey now. Right. So it's definitely like the perfect time to do that. And like you said, Paul Bettany, there's no reason not to give him the lead role in something.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for everything these days. It's a wonderful, like, (laughs) What a great time to be alive! It's so good to be alive. Oh my goodness! Hardly anybody has rickets. Like, yeah, so good. Last topic: Henry Cavill. Love him, the Man of Steel. Indeed, the last son of Krypton. Indeed, Clark Kent.
1: Yes, this is the man from Uncle.
0: The man man from (laughs) Uncle. Yep. That guy with a mustache from that Mission Impossible movie,
1: the, the uh, arm pump in the washroom, yeah, 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 yeah. Fun scene.
0: <laughs> uh Geralt of Rivia. Get out of the, the White Wolf, or at least he was. Mm. Yes, we should we should introduce he all was. of our topics as dramatically. Yeah. Was, uh, Just
1: really build them up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's gonna take some writing and some practicing, but that was uh that was amazing. Um yeah, so Henry Cavill, who obviously is not only Superman, um, but he's been playing Geralt of Rivia in uh the in Netflix's Witcher series. Mm-hmm. It's killing it too. Yeah. And he, Even, he killed him. it in the first season. And he killed it in the second season. And Then they were like, okay, time for the third season. And Henry Cavill was like, eh.
1: Nah. All right. I'm going to do another one.
0: Yeah, (laughs) And he did another one. Um, But that's it. He's done. Yep. He's officially
1: passing the reins. Yeah. Ah. To Thor's brother. Ah.
0: Ah. Yeah, so there's either going to be no season four of The Witcher, or there will be a season four, and they will recast him, um, or they'll come begging and pleading and offering cash, and begging and pleading and offering some more cash. Um, and well, they've they'll already be able recast to cast him. But have they? Yeah,
1: it's um, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Oh. Ah, yeah, it was. A, it was when it when it, it was announced via Twitter from Liam Hemsworth and from Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill saying, "I'm done. Act. I'm done. This role. Uh, I'm gonna pass it off to Liam. Liam, have fun with it." And Liam's like, "Hey, I'm looking forward to this. Love the character. You looking know, forward to it. I think so. This, Liam Hemsworth will be the White Wolf for season four.
0: I think this could work for two reasons." One, Liam Hemsworth is a good actor. And two, when you are playing a character who is in that much makeup and a wig and altering your voice and... Like, yes, you'll be able to tell it's someone different, but the look is going to, I would imagine is going to be very similar
1: well i mean it, the eye it, it, they get the hair and and
0: the eyes everything
1: like yeah like he, he will look similar he will look de- like he's obviously going to look different than henry Cavill. Yeah, they don't he's not look gonna have the, the, the chiseled same at all.
0: chin and the yeah but but yeah like once you put the cat's eyes in and the the hair and he does the voice and yeah. yeah, I, you know, I think this works. I under, you know, I respect, I respect Henry Cavill's decision to leave. Um, we don't know for sure why he's leaving. Lots
1: of theories floating around. Lots of
0: theories. Um, I think that it might have some stuff to do with the fact that it looks like they're going balls to the wall with Superman moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you he's also in
1: the He's also rumored to be one of the lead uh, choices for the next 007.
0: I know, and I want that so bad, but I don't think yeah. they will now. I yeah. think I think the Superman stuff. I think that blows any possibility of of that happening mm-hmm. out of the out of the picture. Yeah, not happening. Um, I'm now. I'm now. I'm still voting for Tom Hardy. I want Tom Hardy to be the next 007. Um, but yeah, you speculated that it could be that Henry wasn't super thrilled with the direction the show was going in some of the writing, some of the, the way that they were handling source material.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Henry Cavill is unabashedly a nerd. Is that the right word? Abashedly.
0: Oh yeah. Like the, the man he's not, he's
1: unashamed of being a nerd. He's like. The dude plays plays and paints Warhammer, which is
0: a bunch of yeah. Miniatures. I've watched like, videos of him like building gaming PCs. And, yeah, like, he's yeah,
1: he's a he's about as nerdy as as you can get. And, and so when he says I'm a fan of this nerdy property of The Witcher, it doesn't it's there's no stretch of of going oh no he just started reading them for the part and became a fan recently no. He more than likely has read all the books and played all the games long before he, the, he was ever offered the role. Oh, um, I assume
0: so. He knows his character inside and out.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. And I, 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 as all this news has come out about this kind of trade-off of the character to Liam Hemsworth, uh, I re- there was an article I read kind of around this swirl of news about a one of the main writers who's no longer with the show after the second season talking about how there's several people on the writing team who completely doubt outright don't like the books and they don't like the games. And that's one of the reasons it's such a departure from books and games in terms of the storyline of the show. And so you know uh, if you got a fan of the the original content being your actor for the lead he's going to be pushing for that character to be portrayed properly and if they keep pushing for him not to be portrayed the way the book original source material is well it doesn't take a stretch for him to eventually go okay I can't I can't do this anymore it it's it doesn't represent the character doesn't represent what I believe should be represented. Yeah.
0: I, I heard someone online talking about this, about those, the, the writers that aren't fans of, of the original source material. Um, and they, they said something really interesting that I think carries a lot of weight, which was, so they were asked, do, is it important that, that creatives behind a project, are fans of the source material so if you're making a star wars movie is it crucial that you are a star wars fan and from a like objectively you don't have to like this you don't have to agree with it i think there's a lot of really really wonderful things that come and it, it certainly doesn't hurt it certainly doesn't hurt to be a fan but from a technical actually just making a project, you need to understand the source material and you need to be able to do something entertaining and, and good with the source material. But, but the objective answer to, is it crucial? Is it necessary to be a fan of The Witcher books or games to write a Witcher show? No, no, yeah. it certainly doesn't hurt. And it, in and, and it, it probably helps in a great many ways, but is it crucial to be a fan? I no, would, it's, yeah. it, it's not like you, you, I would say it's not crucial. No, but it at helps. the same
1: time, you need to, I, I think even, even if you're not a fan, you need to not dislike it. Right. And so, the article well, it, I was reading said, that some of the writers just downright don't like. Yeah. So what, what the guy I was
0: listening to online said was, is it crucial to be a fan? No. However, it's also crucial to not be an asshole. He said the, the problem, the problem that was coming out of, like, if you read the reports of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes at the witcher, This is not, this, it has nothing. It has nothing to do with them not being fans of the source material and has everything to do with them being assholes. Mm -hmm. That's it. They were, they were the, 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 the creatives on the show, the select group of writers on the show who weren't fans of the source material. That's fine. You don't have to be, but you're not allowed to be a dick. And apparently, yeah, they did get the memo.
1: You you don't have to like the source material, but at least show it some respect.
0: Well, and and show that you understand it, and that yeah, you, yeah, you know, respect yeah, it, for sure,
1: honor. Because, and we've talked about this with other properties, yeah. But with movies about like, uh, it, about them not following source material as closely as they should, right and how the larger viewing audience isn't necessarily a fan or a diehard fan. But at the same time, why do you want to piss those people off? Those are the people who are going to root for your movie more than anybody else. They're the ones that are going to if, if, if done right, they're the ones that are going to buy two, three tickets to the movie. They're the ones that are going to buy it on DVD, even though nobody buys DVDs or Blu-rays anymore. They're the ones that are going to buy the merchandise, Yeah. right? So your casual viewing audience who goes to see the movie once because it's a well-made movie, whether it follows source material or not, they're not the ones that are really going to bring in your money, right? The, the money to, to most, especially superhero movies, is all in the merchandise, and fans buy merchandise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. It's yeah. It's it, the fi- the financial workings of the movie industry is 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 a much more complicated thing than, than we have time to no, delve yeah. into or that I even fully that either right. of us fully Regardless, understand. I think we're, but,
1: we're on yeah. the same page here, right? Like I think so. If you're going to vary part. from the source material, at least pay it respects.
0: Absolutely. Ways don't all right everyone that is the news for this week um and that's what we think of the move this the the move this is that's what we think of the news for this week uh but that's not what's important what's important is what you think about the news this week so we want in the comments below wherever you are listening to this reach out to us and uh yeah let us know your thoughts um are there any news things today that get you really excited are there any opinions that we had today that you think uh is a clear indication that we are out to lunch let us know we like hearing from you um and the movie Man podcast at gmail.com if there's something that pops up through the week and you're like hey i heard this bit of movie news and i think this is worthy they need to talk about this send it to us and there's a chance that we will Mm-hmm. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in life, Timmy. Get over it. That's too bad. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Uh, check all the links below, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, our merch page. You can't go wrong with any of those. All of those are like, you know, if you're looking for a good time, they're all, they're all solid options. Yeah. Have and they're you, all have great you,
1: ways to support the movie men.
0: Have you at some point clicked... All, I like been to all of the websites, Carl.
1: No, because I don't use all those social medias.
0: What? But for what social medias I do, what? I have? What? Yeah, okay. And did you have a good time on the ones that you did? Um. Yes. You read that just like I wrote it. I, I, that's great. Thank you.
1: Yes. <laughs> Sign me up for that, Oscar. <laughs>